Another successful year of Pueblo's podcast has come to a close. Our podcast is proud to have continued welcoming important members of our community as guests on our show. Gosh, it's been so great catching up with you. I just uh, love you and miss you and um, hope to see you soon. That would be so great. And I love you too. I love you, Pueblo. I'm so happy for you that you're doing this podcast, Dave. This is so great for Pueblo. Throughout this year, we have spoken to organizations whose focus is education. CSU Pueblo, of course, has had championship caliber football team for several years now since the Thunderwolves have been back. And CSU Pueblo has three players playing in the National Football League currently. Yes, we do. We do. And we're so very proud of all of them. And goal fills a need that high school isn't necessarily for everyone, that high school experience. I think it's important for people to understand that um, at-risk youth are identified legally through a variety of of different identifiers um, upon enrollment. Those indicators could be anything from gang involvement, it could be passing of a parent or a sibling, um, drug and alcohol addiction, or something as um, a little more vague like uh, unexcused absences, right Gunny? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, that's our number one. We know that those happen because Something isn't working in in their brick and mortar, in their current environment. Some organizations help people find success. Other organizations help people through struggles. They come in again, uh, our our family advocate will greet them. You can see they sit down on the couch. They want to come in, grab something to drink. We have healthy snacks for them. Uh, You know, while they're building the rapport, they can play with the different games, you know, color. Uh, again, it's just building that rapport. So when our, our forensic interview comes back to get them and takes them back into the room to um, interview. Um, and again, it's just to get the facts as to what happened to them. We've shared an inside look at a few town favorites, events that families have gone to for generations. It's been a community tradition for quite some time. These are not off the shelf uh, creations. These are creations that are um, conceived and designed and produced right here in Pueblo. You know, it's really enjoyable to be a part of, uh, uh, being a part of the team that puts forward such a large event, because it's not a one-person show. It's, it takes everybody, and we, you know, a typical year we'll have somewhere between 700 and 900 people uh, making the fair happen, and uh, I always found it rewarding to be a part of, part of that team. Oh, sure. That seems like it'd be a lot of fun. Pueblo's podcast also gets the experts to talk about important projects that will help you get through town. More than 50,000 vehicles travel through that intersection on a daily basis. So you can imagine peak hours, you could sit there through two or three light cycles. Oh, sure. Well, so it's going to reduce your commute. Once it's done, you're not going to have to stop at that light anymore. But the even better news is the enhanced safety. That type of intersection is going to take away left-hand turns We were seeing lots of crashes where people would try and turn left from US 50 on to Purcell, say to go to Safeway, and we'd have some significant crashes. Oh, I can imagine. um, And even fatalities. So that also is going to significantly improve pedestrian access. We have had fatalities in that area because it's you know not really built for pedestrians. Oh, sure. This new interchange will give enhanced access to both pedestrians and bicyclists. And also, get through this pandemic. We 
have a chance to return to a normal life. We want people to know the virus is still here and we can all take simple steps to prevent the spread of the virus. We've even commemorated big milestones like the Pueblo flood. I mean, the first thing they wanted to ensure is that this would never happen again. So they, they went to the, the state legislature and asked for the permission to create a conservancy district. So the Pueblo Conservancy District, which still exists today, was founded in the immediate aftermath of the flood. And they needed that to be able to basically move the river from its old location, which is now the Riverwalk, to move it to the west, about a quarter mile or so, along the bluff, which is where it is now, and to build a concrete levee two and a half miles that will protect the downtown from another event of that magnitude. And that, that's going to be one, one place I know the Riverwalk is going to see a huge increase in uh, folks getting out and enjoying the outdoors again and enjoying the things that we have to do in Pueblo. The Riverwalk is just an amazing place to just go for a walk, go have dinner. Those 90 people that uh, made the difference, <laughs> that's pretty amazing. <laughs> right? It is. Well, we used to have people stop us all the time when I worked for the Riverwalk and they'd say, you know, I didn't vote for this. I didn't think that we could deserve something like this in Pueblo. I didn't think the water should be brought back. And then after it was built, every time we'd walk down there, people would tell us, thank you for building it. Oh, sure. And so I think that's the that's the special part of it is that though it faced opposition, people now see it. And it's changed Pueblo in such a unique way because it's changed how we see ourselves. Yes. It's changed. We see ourselves as worthy of having that really beautiful place. And we've dug into the underground secrets of prohibition. Colorado went dry about four years before the nation went dry. And most people don't know that. So here's a situation, Pueblo in particular, you've got this blue collar town, most people working at the steel mill or in associated businesses. The only time that prohibition was lifted that we know of in the United States was in Pueblo for one month. And that was two days after the flood. And it was quote unquote for medicinal purposes. Right. So we could take that a lot of different ways. Sure. And remembered legends who've left a legacy. And what does it mean to you personally that you've continued Sarah's legacy? You know, I never thought I would be doing this by myself. You know, I always thought it was going to be Sarah and I. Always. She was like a mom to me. But I never thought I would be doing this without her. Right. And so it means a lot that it's, I'm able to still keep the studio going. Because I think if the studio had to close after she passed, I would have been devastated. Sure family came to me and said, do you want the studio to stay open? Are you willing to stay and make it happen? Um, or do you want us to close it? And I said, no, we cannot close the studio. I said, but do I want to do this alone? No, but I will because I, I don't want the studio to close. Sharing stories of our community members making a difference because even thousands of miles away, even on a remote island called Saipan. And the biggest issue with not having a vet is there are no spay and neuters. Right, I was gonna ask you about that. Yeah, we haven't had a permanent vet on island 
for over a year now. Well, we need to put the word out that if you're a vet who would love to live in a tropical paradise, yes. we need to get, yes. get them in know. touch with you. I don't know how we haven't gotten anybody yet. It's a tropical <laughs> paradise. There's no COVID. The clinic um, will pay for housing and transportation for a vet willing to come. We would like to stay long enough to get a sustainable change and sustainable things happening out here. So we are in the our organization is really just starting up. We're really just starting to get a following and we feel like really make a difference out here. So sure. we don't want to leave because uh, if we leave, nobody else is going to do it. Stories shared on Pueblo's podcast encourages our community members to speak up about what makes them Pueblo proud too. We asked you guys, our listeners, to weigh in as well and tell us why you love to call Pueblo home. Here's a few. Take a listen. Hi, this is Paulette Stewart. I love Pueblo because it's the home of heroes, not only because of Pueblo's four Medal of Honor recipients and our hundreds of retired military, but because there are so many people here who are heroes in their own realm all walks of life. People here get involved and make things happen. They don't wait for someone else to do it. You can be a hero. Be proud, Pueblo. Well, hello there. My name is Nick Schultz. Um, geez, what makes me Pueblo proud? Um, Pueblo's always been home to me. Um, Pueblo's a small town that has a big city feel to it. Everyone knows everyone. You go out and, you know, if you're going to a bar, you go out to eat. I mean, you just go out and you're going to bump into someone you know and it always feels like family. You know, Pueblo always sticks together when situations are tough. Or I mean, you got things like the Bell Game, the Canyon Game. You got places to eat like the Pass Key, Gary's uh, Coors Tavern, where you have the infamous Flopper, which hands down is the best Flopper there. I don't care what anyone says. And then you got places like the Chili Fest, and Pueblo is known for its green chili, and you can't beat that anywhere else. I know people who've moved away from Pueblo in different states, and they have family members ship them green chili because that's how good it is. But what I love about Pueblo is it's it's just family. It's family-oriented. When you think of Pueblo, you just think of close-knit friends and family. What else can I say besides be Pueblo proud? Hi, this is Brady Moore. What I love about Pueblo is that no matter where you go, it always feels like you're walking around in one big community. Anywhere you go, someone will ask you what high school you went to, and then before you know it, you guys are old friends. It is, it's such a unique thing to Pueblo, and I definitely love it. Be Pueblo proud. Thanks so much to everyone who left a Pueblo proud greeting. We'd love more people to call in, and we can add them in to different episodes throughout this year. So, hey, don't forget, you can also give us a call. Tell us why you're proud to call Pueblo home. Just save this number in your phone. It's 719-470-0715. If you give us a call, you might hear a robot voice say, please state your name and Google Voice will try and connect you. That's okay. You've called the right number. Just say your name and then it will continue on to the voicemail and then you can leave that greeting. Don't forget to go ahead and say, be proud, Pueblo, at the end. Thanks so much for calling and thanks so much for listening all year long. We look forward to sharing many more stories of our community for 2022.